With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Brother, things are getting spicy on Yellowstone. Mm-hmm, uh, as if they weren't before. Welcome back. Uh, well, yes, I you know what it is. Uh, welcome back to John Dutton Must Die. My name is Justin Kirkland. I am your host with the most, and then my host that judges me on what I say is uh, Dan Thompson. Is that All what right, you Dan? think? Is that what you think that I just judge you on what you say? I feel attacked most Sundays <laughs> that we that we do this. You know something I'm learning in my life, Justin. Can I just go ahead and start like this? Is that a lot of people say to me, I, I've started to hear it more often. Maybe they've been saying it for years, and I've just started to hear it over the last, I don't know, six or seven weeks, is um, I was going to do this, but I was afraid of what you would say. <laughs> and they, can you hear me? Or am I going? Can't hear me. Perfect. Fascinating. I did nothing. All of my stuff is still good. What did What did you do? Uh Talk, Justin. Can I? Hello, hello. All right, all right. I can hear you. You can't hear me? No, sir. Oh, I can hear you on uh, my laptop now. So that sounds like it could be a I'll... you problem. And now sounds it's like an Aaron editing problem. <laughs> Sorry. This is the worst. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you just fine. I can hear you now. I don't know what happened. I apologize. Great. Um, we just want to, where were we? What were we I, I was telling, I was just oh, telling you, you something very, very personal about my life. That's all. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Repeat that. If you will. Uh, Justin, can I just tell you this? Uh, <laughs> I have all noted, this may have been happening for years. I've been noticing over the last six or seven weeks that a lot of people are telling me like people that are, are close to my life or people that know me well are saying, I would have done this, but I was afraid of what you would say to me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to like gather in my 40 years on the planet that I can be a bit intimidating or at least give off the vibe that I'm holding people to a standard um, without, without me telling them that like explicitly, I think there's an implicit vibe about me that is, I'm watching and I'm holding you to a standard and, and I've just, I, it's taken me 40 years for me to be like, you know what? I think that might be who I am. <laughs> I'm going to counter you in defense of you. I love Do it. Do you ever think that maybe you're just like the smartest person in the room? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I tell you this. It could be that. <laughs> I tell you this. Because I say that you judge me, but I never said that I didn't deserve to be judged. <laughs> uh, last weekend, I went to a, a hot sauce festival with my pal, uh, Matt. It was his birthday. And uh, we, I was just like, you know, like high on the high on the sauce, like the, the adrenaline of yep. being in a community of people that like spicy things. And uh, there was a competition to eat a full New York pizza. Uh, with Carolina Reapers infused in the sauce, yeah, and powder sprinkled on top, and I was like, you know what? 
I should do that. Yeah, you, and you not only did you do it, Justin, don't stop there. If you're going to tell the story, please brag. Well, I mean, I, I guess I won. Yeah, you uh, won. Of course you won. In, in 10 minutes, I only got through four slices, or I got through four slices. I shouldn't say only, yeah. but... <laughs> Later that night, I had pain. Yeah. And I'm not being like gross and coy. Like it wasn't like, oh, I went to the bathroom and it was like five. I had no. pain yeah. in like my diaphragm area. Yes. Where I, it was so bad, I thought I was going to pass out or yeah. throw up. I, I saw awful. I saw this on uh, on Insta and I was so proud of you. I did text you, but I also knew yeah. what was coming because being from yeah. the Carolinas and loving the spicy food, Having any more than just a taste of a Carolina Reaper, I've never not felt like the before on every indigestion commercial. You know how they make you feel like I had a hot dog and now my chest is on fire and that's never the case, at least not for me. After eating Carolina Reapers, I feel like someone has drawn a line down my sternum and it's just set the thing ablaze and not like a light burning, like a... I think I think I'm dying, um, and and this is from someone that has experience with Carolina Reapers. I just don't I can't do it. Like a little bit, like if you put a little bit in like a big mixture of sauce, I'm fine. But I, that what you did, that was bold, stupid. It was stupid. It was, <laughs> it was stupid. And moving forward, I my dad used to have this thing, and he said there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. Uh, Ignorance is when you make a mistake and everybody's allowed to make a mistake. Stupidity is when you do it over and over. That's right. That's right. So I won't be stupid if I ever see a Carolina. The closest I want to come to a Carolina Reaper is like I see it walking on the other side of the sidewalk <laughs> and I'm on the other side of the street and I'm like, hello. And like I put up like a friendly hand and I just keep walking and somebody's like, who is that? And I'm like, it's an ex. I don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting situation for you to meet the, the Carolina Reaper again. I don't know if that'll happen, but I mean, if it does, I, I think you've got it planned. Yeah. I just mean like, thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> and, or like when people like, I don't know, like stop you on the street and they're like, do you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I'm like quite well. Yes. And then I just keep walking. That's right. And like, yeah. That is a good yeah. example. Just like a Carolina. Re- that makes more sense. I tell you what, I have some Carolina Reaper sauce at my house, but what I do is like when I make smash burgers at the house, Justin, since we're not even, who cares? It's just Yellowstone. Uh, I make sure. smash burgers. I make a smash burger sauce to go with it. That classic, you know, mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, some, some dill Love pickle it. juice, some salt, pepper, just the whole cabinet in there. I put a couple drops of that ghost pepper sauce in there like a couple drops for like 10 ounces of sauce and my kids can eat it it's not spicy but it does give it a little bit of texture and a little bit of spice in there that makes it good it's just i wouldn't eat a whole a whole pizza that was infused with it and covered in it you know that's that's for the young young bucks that's for you it's because you're the you're the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah, back to where we started. That's right. Hey, what's this you podcast all is, about? You know what it's become about? You know what it's become about, Justin? It's become about apparently four and three star reviews without explaining yourself. Um, oh, brother. Because, we, because we asked you to rate and review the podcast, and now we have 62 ratings and reviews, 60 of them positive. One four, 60 of them five star, one four star, one three star, neither of which bothered to leave us a review to explain why they were four or three stars. And it bothered me because I wanted to hear the explanation, but it crushed you. You texted me. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of my college ex. Like, <laughs> oh, like this isn't working out. Bye. Like, what? <laughs> Come on, man. Give me, give me some explanation. Give me some notes. I'm, I'm a performer. I'm an artist. I'm a dancer. I'm not a dancer, um, <laughs> but I do like to be told how I can get better. And perhaps it's taking up the first eight minutes of the podcast, nah. talking about the pizza that I ate instead of talking about Yellowstone, because this <laughs> is John Dutton must die. Yellow, unofficial Yellowstone recap podcast, where we break it into three sections. One being the recap of two episodes that we watched during the week. Two being Bunkhouse Table Talk, where we talk about the highlights. And three, the in memoriam. Yes, I understand that we spend the first eight minutes not talking about that. And I'm willing to change it if someone tells me to. That's right. 
But also, I get the feeling most of the five-star reviews do appreciate the opening banter. I could be wrong about that, but we still have 60. It's, it's, it, it's, you know, it's important we don't concentrate on the two randos that just threw a four and a three-star in there and didn't think no, like, didn't, didn't have any clue that anybody would care. There are 60 reviews that are all five-star. It is mathematically still 5.0 for us. So that's what I'm choosing to focus on. But it does sting a lot. <laughs> Do you know what it reminds me of a little bit? There is this song. I believe the lyrics go, it's the ropes, so the, the rain, the joy, the, the pain. pain and they, they call, call the thing, thing rodeo. rodeo. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit like that. The and Bronx and the blood, no the steers and the mud. No, I think speaking of rodeo, we got some things to talk about because if anyone knows how brutal the rodeo can be. Jimmy! It's Jay from Yellowstone. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Um, but yeah, I think we we did cover our bases. We we have 62 reviews. One is the three-star, one is the four-star, but that's okay, pretty hurts. Um, if you would, please leave us, uh, rate and review the podcast, share it with your friends. If you do rate it, leave us a message. I don't, I don't need you to love me. I just need you to tell me why you don't love me, which is one of the reasons I go to therapy or just tell me why you do love me. And then I can, I can stop paying that every couple of weeks, but fair. Uh, what if instead of me continuing to try and reference Garth Brooks and talk about therapy, I just gave you a recap of these two episodes. Never stop referencing Garth Brooks. I, I like Garth is a national treasure. And, and you know you're not referencing just like some B side. You're referencing a classic. I think he even gives a ow ow in that song, which is a classic Garth Brooks move to do. So no, if if you don't like us at our Garth Brooks, you don't deserve us at our on topic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw, again, I love the Facebook chat that goes along with uh, each episode. If you are a part of this. Wow, somebody just telling us they gave us the three-star review. Oh, my goodness. They're watching live. Man. Yeah, they said you should already know, and I'm like. I don't know who. Now I know who that is, though, and now I, I just. To say I'm disappointed is a bit of an understatement. I feel like we're getting a little inside baseball. What if I what if I did these recaps? Go for it. We think. All right. Go for it. Well, we're as you guys know, we're at season three, episodes seven and eight, the first one being titled The Beating. Um I'll give you a rundown. People will not stop stealing cows and calves from the Duttons. That sets Casey off on a chase to figure out who is attacking his family who, remember, doesn't have any money this season for some reason. That brings him to Billings, Montana, where he identifies a guy who he deems to be a suspicious character. He chases him down on horseback while the guy is driving away, lassos him in his vehicle, and stops him. Turns out he was a bad guy, in case he gets information from him. They find the wrestler who did the deed of stealing these cows and calves and end up in a shootout killing him. And I'd like to remind you, this family has a very bad record when it comes to being a livestock commissioner and not killing people. It's true. Anyways, on the ranch, Rip is pissed because there are too, too many ladies in the bunkhouse. This is essentially turning into the Barbie movie. Uh, we get some rare Jimmy and Rip time where they have a conversation together. Rip is trying to get it into Jimmy's head that he simply should not be a rodeo star, but we'll see if that sticks. At home, Beth finally admits to John that she wants to marry Rip, but John insists that Rip won't ask for Beth's hand. Then John tells her that she'd essentially have to ask him herself patriarchy be damned beth ends up asking her father for her own hand in marriage so she can give it to rip and he's like uh you know i love that guy uh but the real meat of the story is that all this was going on and jamie was elsewhere looking into his whole power of attorney situation and how he can be it instead of beth why is it beth and not him jamie is told he needs to produce a copy of his birth certificate to solve that mystery but when he gets his birth certificate, Uh-oh. a bigger mystery pops up. <laughs> he learns that the people listed as his parents are not who he thought. He was adopted by the Duttons at three months old. And as it turns out, his father was sent to jail for killing his mom. It's like Jamie's just like Rip, but unlikable. 
Later on, John runs into Wade, this guy from his past that he doesn't like, bad blood, we don't exactly know why, and Wade's son, who never gets a name. And that wasn't a friendly exchange, let's just say that. But we end on a high note. When Rip gets home, Beth proposes to Rip, telling him to come live with her and be her guy full-time, full stop. All's well that ends well, except for the fact that Jamie is approached or no, Jamie approaches John at the end of the episode to confront him about lying about his adoption, but John doesn't bend. He simply tells Jamie to look into his heinous father and make the decision for himself on who he wants in his life. Mm. We're not going to stop there. No. Because the next episode, with an even more melodramatic title, I Killed a Man Today, (laughs) goes just like this. Prepare. This one's a doozy. I'm ready. The biggest book of Yellowstone to date, an episode that features Monica prominently. We kick off the episode with Monica telling Casey that she's doing some quote-unquote volunteer work, which isn't completely <laughs> a lie, but it deeply undersells the truth. Kind of like when I told my mom when I was like coming out that like I'm just not interested in dating anyone right now. <laughs> kind of. Kind of situation. It's not, not true. Monica and I are one and the same. She pushes, uh, what she's doing is she's working with the Broken Rock Ranch to try and capture these men that are abducting indigenous women. She positions herself as a stranded woman broken down on the side of the road so she can get picked up by, we believe, Silas uh, Silas Killer. (laughs) He's going around the Broken Rock Reservation, kidnapping, raping, and killing these indigenous women. It's casual volunteer work, like food packing. <laughs> Anyways, it works. Monica gets picked up, but things do not go as planned. After the man overpowers her, starts to strangle her, and then picks up a rock to bash her head in. But at the same time, guess who's waiting in the wings? Mo brings plenty. He gets the crosshair on the guy and shoots him square in the head. Thomas Rainwater and friends appear and thank her for her service, but that feels like it's not enough. <laughs> Uh, seems like she should get a gift card or something. Uh, but beyond that major subplot, Rip, Jimmy, and Tate go with John to buy a new horse. The horse is a bucking bronco, though, so it takes a while to get it tamed. Meanwhile, Beth's market equities work is spreading, and all of a sudden, everyone is shorting stocks, and Rourke is pissed about it. Uh, market equities employees Rourke and Willa take shots back at Beth, who is furious enough with what they've done that she fires her assistant. This is a blessing in disguise, and I won't tell you why, but remember that I said that. Casey, on the other hand, shows up at his office to a whole audience of ranchers who would love, uh, who have come to love him for protecting the good ranch land of Montana. But he's in an impossible spot. He's only protected it for a while, and the truth is everyone's land is in danger right now, specifically the Yellowstone. As Market Equities fires back and begins destroying Beth's employer, Schwartz and Meyer, Beth tries to reason with John and tell them that they're going to have to sell their land. As the episode draws to an end, we have a bit of a death and zombie theme on our hands. Teeter and Colby, my favorite couple on Yellowstone, (laughs) decide to go skinny dipping, but their good time comes to a close real quick when Wade and his friends come along and use their horses to stampede them while they're (laughs) naked in the creek, leaving them for dead. And speaking of being left for dead, Rip and Lloyd go to get a beer and talk wedding planning legitimately yeah uh when they see wait is that walker who was supposed to be dropped off at the train station by casey you bet your butt and that's the recap of our two episodes this week man what a time what a time what a time things are escalating quickly on the dutton ranch yeah they are Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. For our bunkhouse table talk, I thought I'd throw it over to you first. What jumped out to you? Oh, so much. I love the ending of eight, the ending of these two episodes where it was a perfect intro and he doesn't always land these. Taylor Sheridan doesn't always land these. It's a perfect re-entry for Walker. Like he's singing in the background. Lloyd and Rip are, they actually hear him first. Um, Lloyd orders Coors banquet beers by calling them yellow jackets. I mean, everything about that scene lands perfectly um a great a great like scene a great these two episodes do have a feeling like we're going somewhere and things are urgent and they're important um i can't believe it was this long before we found out jamie was adopted uh i feel like wade and his son and rourke are a very very like LaCroix Beckman brothers like they just are not or whatever what is it Beckman brothers am I getting right the Beck brothers just Beck Beck, yeah Beck brothers um like it's just a like Josh Holloway is such a non-issue to me in these episodes we're supposed to care that he's like mad and angry and and full of vitriol and he's gonna get his payback and comeuppance and like I, I just don't care at all like he doesn't he's supposed to be eccentric and weird and angry and relaxed and i don't he just doesn't factor into me at all right you know who scares me the most out of everybody right now willa played by karen pittman yeah yeah and i'm not joking like i i try to make a lot of jokes on the podcast most of them don't land some of them do no it's not a joke no willa is like i think she's the most menacing she's the one that's most completely drawn because there is a bit of an air of mystery to her and it's sold as something that is intimidating or something that's bad but like rourke wade his son none of it tracks for me like none no. of it makes any sense. Like, i don't understand that the introduction of wade and his son as these terribly menacing people where have they been like where have they been for the first 26 episodes of Yellowstone, like if Local this, is, if yeah, if this is if they were they were where'd you say Hooters? Local Hooters, yeah. <laughs> they spent the last twenty six episodes at the local Hooters in Montana. Yeah. Wow, yeah. they would have continued to uh, like you know fan the flames of the Dutton Wade rivalry, but they had to go to Hooters every week. Um, and there's, yeah, there's nothing they could do. Uh, and it's the wings. They love, they love the wings at Hooters because they're the best wings. Obviously they really are. Um, but my thing is it, it just seems like either when you have a rivalry with a family that also lives nearby, that's not something that you can introduce in episode 27 and, and us take it seriously. I, I want like, and what they're doing is excruciatingly mean by comparison to who they are, in my opinion. Like if Wade has known John Dutton his whole life, can you imagine him stampeding two people? Like people. People who need people. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, there's, there's so much bananas there's so much bananas about this and I don't even, I don't even know where to start. I wanted to tell you about a, a rivalry my dad had with our neighbor growing up. Uh, oh, I'm already in on this. They ended up with my dad beating up our neighbor because he illegally killed a turkey on our property. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, that's what yeah. I'm talking about when it's like family rivalry. Like, yeah, where is please? But you can't just bring in this guy. Like, did they went back and my dad and this guy, Eddie, rest in peace. He's dead. Um, RIP Eddie. Anyway, and not because of my dad. I feel like I needed to, <laughs> needed to say that as well for legal reasons. But like, they would go back and forth, and then it all kind of, like, came to a climax, which was this fight in the backyard where, like, my dad beat up this guy because he killed a turkey. That's, that's like, interfamily drama at that level. Like, it's not a thing where, like, 
Eddie would have deployed horses to stampede me in a creek. Like it was all <laughs> these two episodes. I feel like really kind of capture when things go a little nutty. Yeah. And like, I think there are good versions of it and there are bad versions of it. The like stampeding in the Creek, bad version, super bad. <laughs> the other bad version. That's a little spicy is this entire Monica subplot. Yeah. Holy cow. I like, I like where your head's at. I like where you started. I just hated everything you did after you came up with the idea. Yeah. It it seems like, I don't know, maybe the worst idea ever. (laughs) Like maybe like, what if we're trying to catch these dudes that abduct and rape women from our land? What if we throw some bait out there? And we have no, in the wild, like, west, where there's just miles and miles to run and drive, we'll let her get in a vehicle with him. Like, what if, what if he doesn't let her leave the vehicle? There's so, like, it's too too crazy. There's so many contingencies there where she is dead in a ditch. So many. And and they're very fortunate that that's not how it ended up. I like 100%. And I, I to, to your point, the show is still riveting, but you can feel the wheels wobbling a little bit. You can feel the wheels wobbling and this and things starting to unravel because of of just the the craziness that is ensuing. Do you know what they absolutely crush though? Do you know what is like a peak Yellowstone moment? What's that? Casey lassoing a man while driving. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy, stupid. Oh, that's the kind of of stupid I live for. Yeah, bring it. And and also on the Casey train, he has a scene with John, um, where he sounds just like John Dutton. Like it's late, I believe, in episode eight, and he is talking. And he sounds like him if you, and I don't know if it was a natural progression or a choice by the actor, or it just happens to be how they filmed that one scene. But Casey kind of like morphing into this character that he thinks he should become is, is also peak Yellowstone for me is, you know, the law, the prodigal son who the only one that really could possibly be John Dutton kind of being back and like kind of, really the claws are in him now. Like the Dutton claws are in him. He's the livestock commissioner. He's living on the ranch. He's doing all the cowboy things. And he's even starting to sound like Dutton a little bit. I think that to me was like, man, this is good stuff. This is, this is the stuff right here, but it's hard when you're like, you're trying to dodge all the nonsense from Wade and his son and from Rourke and from the Monica subplot, because there's a lot of that going around as well. I'm going to make, What's going to sound like a Taylor Swift reference, but it's not. I think, and I don't want to get, I don't want to get too ahead and have any spoilers because this will also kind of like come back into play in next week's episode. But I think that what we're struggling with at the end of season three is something I'm going to call champagne problems. Yeah. Which is like, you have like shaken up this bottle so much and like you have all this lead up to like, what is what is Jamie's big secret? Like, what is yeah. it that keeps them from being a Dutton? And you have, like, all these little, even, like, tidbits dropped about, like, these indigenous women and, like, Native American women being treated poorly. You have all these things that are starting to come to a head, and it seems like every time the Taylor Sheridan pops the cork off, it just sprays the hell everywhere. That's right. Like, it's, it, it's, not, it's not paced correctly, no, it's just it's it's too it's too much too fast, and it, it almost feels as though he has to live up to something. Like he has to live up to season two, I guess. And I will say this: I don't want to spoil it, but if, to my recollection, and we'll get into it next week. But nine and ten play out way better than seven and eight to me, um, and we'll get there. And and so I do think three is the last time he really lands the plane, and you're like, yeah, this is why we love this show. Um, and there are. Once again, there are elements of that here. And then there's some really good Rip Beth stuff, I think, that all works pretty well here. There is one weird, and I know that this is not deck the hallmark where we point out inconsistencies, but, you know, we know Rip's a cowboy. We know that he works long days. For the first time ever in this program, in episode seven, Rip looks at Beth when it's still dark outside, and he's like, 
she's still in bed and she's laying there trying to entice him back into bed. And he's like, I got a long day. I got a long day ahead of me. And she's like, well, why not? Why not just not go at all? And he does a full thing. They do a full thing. And then he leaves. And then he comes home and the sun is still like high in the sky, like, <laughs> like noonish. And cowboys typically don't take lunch, right? Like his long day ended around noon. Like why tell me that? Like you could just not say that line and I would not think of it. But if Rip ever tells you as a long day, I mean, I, I'm trying to put that into perspective. That's like I podcast for a living. And if I tell you that I had a long day podcasting, that means I did at least five episodes of something five episodes of something would be a long day for me because that's insanity that's a lot to record if rip who cowboys for a living actual work tells you he has a long day ahead of him he, that means it's either 24 hours or multiple murders that is the only two things that could be added his way um and that did stick in my craw a little bit because i was like why do they, why do, they do that don't say it don't have him say it and maybe that's just me I, I feel that. I I mean, I don't get caught up so much on that because, like, I don't know. I just feel like when you have big inconsistencies, you can make small inconsistencies, and I'm not going to care so much. <laughs> fair, so fair, maybe, fair, fair. Maybe that, was, maybe that was Taylor's strategy all along. I do think what this show, what these two episodes did really well – is that you get a really great, you get really great cliffhangers at the end of season three. You get this kind of like, what the heck is going on with like Jamie's other dad? Yeah. And then I remember one of, because again, and it comes across like a joke, but I swear, I mean it, like I'm so invested in Colby and Teeter. And like, so <laughs> often God. I don't feel like they do a good job of like acting playing with the bunkhouse and it's, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're being mean. Um, they don't do a great job of using those characters in an effective way, but like watching them get stomped under the water and it's like, mm, we're not going to answer what happened this episode. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's the, bad, just bad, bad, bad news. Very, very graphic for them not to answer like, um, and for them to cliffhang on that is something, even though at this point in the show, we still like part of you, like me, I remember the first time I watched that part of me did think they were dead or like maybe one of them survived, but I thought that maybe that they were going to kill them because early on in this show, they would kind of kill people. Um, not really the case any anymore. I think in four and five, especially, but early on, it was a show where if someone was seemed to be a series regular, they could still die. Um, and, and I, so I think the first time I watched that, I thought they were like, how do you survive that? Like they, I, did you think they were dead first time you watched it? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Cause like there's, I mean, horses are first off, if you take anything from this episode that I've said, let it be this horses are nuts. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I love animals and I think that there's like something very, very like special about it. If a human can connect to an animal, but I'm intimidated buy horses for that reason because i feel like horses know more about me than i know about myself and i know nothing about them and i'm like i don't want to be part of this situation so don't tell me that a horse with its big old like clomping uh hooves yeah like go in there like all it yeah. takes is like one one good like head stomp or one chest good, like chest stomp yeah exactly like there's a bajillion places and they clearly like Spoiler alert, because we've already said they they don't die. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, I think it's Colby has like a big old like head laceration that's like stapled shut at the beginning of next episode. Like it's. It's a big old yike situation. I so didn't, I don't, Justin. I want to be clear. I didn't say they they lived. I said I the first time I watched this, I thought they could be dead, <laughs> which is pretty oh much the same God. thing. Yes, I'm doing my best. You, you know? are. You are. You're doing a better job than I am, especially since Yellowstone on CBS right now is crushing it. I don't know if yeah. you've seen it. It's like six and a half million viewers. It's crazy. It's like it's, double it's what nuts. they normally run. It's insane. The other thing I want to bring up about this episode is. I I do appreciate because this unfolds. I believe the, the, this whole plot line unfolds over the rest of season three. But they finally put a figure on this uh, where they say, hey, we're going to take not all of your land, but we're going to take this many acres and we're going to give you half a billion dollars for it. Half a billion. So now, like before then, it's very much a okay, there's a ranch and John Dutton doesn't want to sell his ranch and blah, 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 and the kids are going to take over the ranch. Well, the one thing that's been a little little slipshod this season is the Duttons don't have any money, and we've made fun of it. I think we've been consistent yeah. in making fun of the fact that to, the idea that someone that has a private helicopter doesn't have any money is absurd. But for them to put a, a figure on, you're gonna, we're not going to take all of your land. We're going to take your ranch. We're just taking 50,000 acres for half a billion dollars. And now we have to run through why we don't take that. That is a really like solid boots on the ground plot line that really works for me. Like I remember the first time I watched it and the second time seeing that going, God, the Duttons have to take this. They're set. They're set if they take this. They can keep the rest of their land. They can keep their ranch. They can cowboy uh, until, you know, 10 generations more. And it doesn't matter. And so that is a that is a part of this that really does work for me, even when Rourke doesn't. Right? Uh, no? I, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it because, like, <laughs> that will solve your problem. Yeah, like, but. Like, take it. I, I I will say, and I you know we've we've not to nine and ten yet, but in the what isn't it the pilot episode of, not the pilot the premiere of season three where John takes his father up to the top of the hill and his dad dies and and his dad gives him some like parting words and those parting words are like very influential on that decision like his parting words are like don't let him have a damn inch of it none of it and so I I, I do think that that being the big like immovable object versus unstoppable force does work. I think Kevin Costner as John Dutton in season three, they're trying to soften him up and make him a family man and a good moral guy. I don't think that works. I think the idea of, I want to provide for my family and leave them something. And I promised dear old dad, I'm not going to give them any of it. They're not going to get any, they're not going to get a red sense. They're not going to get their hands on my, on my land. Those two things are at odds with each other. And I think that creates some really good drama, like some really good character work. It does. And I guess I do, I do agree with that. I guess what I struggle with is like for anybody that's gone and watched 1883 or 1923, no details about that. Cause we may or may not be discussing that in the future, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But I think for anybody that has gone and watched those prequels, it's hard for me because like there's never a generation of this family that's like kind to their offspring. No. So well, like, I've not seen all of the prequels, like, so I don't know that information, but that would be my guess. It's yeah. Like I just struggle because it's like, I don't know if dad keeps kicking me, like maybe I don't do what dad tells me to do at some point. <laughs> it doesn't quite track for me, but you know, I get it. You, you can't take a, you're being arrested you for that take right now, Justin, <laughs> like you, the, the cops are coming for you for that take. I, I, I said what I said and I mean it. <laughs> yeah. I like um, that. I like that storyline. And I think it's a fascinating storyline because I think we've all like, down south especially like 
my grandfather, like who was like one of my heroes, like I can imagine him looking someone in the eye and they've offered an absurd amount of money. And I can imagine him looking at them, looking at them and just not blinking and just being like, that doesn't move me. That doesn't, that doesn't do anything to change. You think this is about money. This is about money. Like he, I like, it would be like, there are, there are two things that three things, my, my, my grandfather actually was a Toby Keith song. Like he had a full flag in his, <laughs> he had a flagpole in his front yard that was 20 feet high. And he would go out 23 years in the army, military police. He would raise the flag every day, get out there, lower it, fold that sucker every day. And you were not going to take that away. You weren't going to get him to ride any tractor that wasn't a John Deere. And you weren't going to get him to drink any beer that wasn't a Coors Light. those were non-negotiables and that wasn't about money for my grandfather. I can only imagine him in that situation. And, and like, I think that that's like, I simultaneously, my heart grows thinking about that because I think about my grandfather and his, his ginormous hands and his trucker hat and fishing and, you know, watching NASCAR and Braves games with him. But also he was stubborn and, 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 and to, to a point that was probably not good for his family sometimes. And, and so like I, I, something about that really works for me in this show because I can see it in, in my grandfather. I can see that. That makes a lot more sense. Narratively, I do think it's interesting. Logically is where I struggle. <laughs> yeah, well, duh. Narratively, yeah. narratively, I get it. Yeah. Monica's out there just doing the Lord volunteer work. <laughs> so logically, we're off the rails. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, I'm like, I don't know. How do I get involved in this? Like, <laughs> Do I need to become it, a sharpshooter? It all depends on the character. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'll stand on the side of the road and wait for somebody to take me to Sonic and then hopefully kill them before they kill anybody yeah. else. And it, what's funny is, is and they, and they, uh, uh, you, you're going to wait to go to Sonic. Is that what it is? So you're going to keep until somebody's like, yes, we're going to Sonic. I don't think that person's a killer. If that, if you get, if you keep asking to go to Sonic and someone finally is like, yeah, I'm down for a, a Route 44, like, I think they're probably a good person. That's just me, though. And you know what that is? That's called picking your spot. Let's pick your spot. At the end of the day, you don't want to be out there and potentially get killed. You do want a Diet Coke with added cherry flavor, not a cherry Diet Coke. No, God, no. Added flavor. Yeah. Sometimes I do a little vanilla in mine, Justin. A little Diet Coke with vanilla. I go crazy. Have you seen the television program Reservation Dogs, Justin? No, but I have oh. incredible things about it. Justin, you've, you just got to. I, you just got to watch it. It's phenomenal. And it's, Sonic fe- features very strongly uh, in, in Reservation Dogs. They, they love Sonic. Uh, so. I, saw, I saw a list this week from The Hollywood Reporter where they ranked the 50 most influential, I think it was the 50 most influential TV shows of the 21st century. They put Reservation Dogs at number, I think, seven. I Listen, if you talk any more about it, it's going to be 10 minutes of me talking to you about Reservation Dogs because I, I'm just letting you know, I've never seen anything encapsulate the experience of of from an outsider's perspective who has taught us history, but obviously I'm not native American. The, the outsider's perspective of what it means to be in a community that is bent, but not broken rattled, but, but no less strong and, and, and to what it means to be in community and how an outsider's perspective doesn't break your community and doesn't change your community and doesn't rile you up anymore because you've seen it all and you've done it all and do so with comedic effects and with hijinks and with like a good time and great characters. Just go watch it. I, it is, it is so, so, so good. I mean, we, we, I know John Dutt must die. Yellowstone. Very important. Got to go watch reservation talks. It's great. It's on my list right now. I'm, I'm trucking through veep. So yeah, that's yeah. where my that's where my focus is. But All it seems time. like Reservation Dogs would be a good follow up. Do you know where Yellowstone fell on their list? Oh, Yellowstone was on their list. Yeah, it had to be no, fifty minutes. It, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> was it Hollywood Reporter? Yeah, they don't know that that show exists. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, th- that's for them Red State boys. I want to watch. I want to read that article though. Now I'm fascinated. I want to yeah, read that article. I'll send it your way. There is no world. I love Reservation Dogs is over. Series done. It's a better television program than Yellowstone. There is no world where it's more influential than Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. There is no world where Reservation Dogs, a Hulu FX show, is more influential than the number one television program in America. I'm sorry. Listen, we we rib Yellowstone a lot, and we pick at Taylor Sheridan's narrative choices because that's what that's what this podcast is for. But also, like, we wouldn't be. This is my third time rewatching it. I think it's at least your second. Yes. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't oh. enjoy it. And also, I feel like Yellowstone is just, it's its own enigma. I do think that we'll look back in 20 years' time and we'll have a better grasp of our culture in this moment, in part because of Yellowstone. Yeah. I think it explains a lot about where we're at right now. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also, the thing about when people like do this and they leave Yellowstone off list I don't think Yellowstone, like, once again, you and I do rib it, but we also enjoy it quite a bit. I do find myself in that inenviable position of being the Southerner who knows that sometimes we aren't great, but also when, like, a Northerner or someone that's not from around here just, like, writes us off with a sentence or, like, dismisses us, like, I feel immediately, like, impassioned to be, like, wait a minute. No, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, and that's kind of, like, even though Yellowstone doesn't always hit its marks, you know, I do feel like you have you have to give it credit, and that typically it doesn't get that credit, and that's unfortunate. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Why do you say we wrap this bad boy up? Have our little in memoriam segment. I would love to do that. I think I think there's only two this week. Okay, and it's that guy who stole the cows and calves. Yeah, that dude. He got he got boom boom gun pow, uh, and Monica's captor also boom boom gun pow. <laughs> Yeah, real hard, right in the head, right, right in the, the head. Noggin. That's right, right in the noggin. Uh, That's right, and, and maybe, te- maybe teeter, maybe we maybe don't. Maybe teeter and Colby and Colby. Don't we don't know. We we don't know. We don't know. We're not. We're not like Nostradamus. We don't know what's going to happen nope. in nine and ten. Nope. Could be them too, Absolutely Justin. I, I don't know. I'm so sorry, guys. We're really bad at spoilers. <laughs> it's um, me. You're yeah. being you're being kind here. I'm the one that does I'm this. Trying. It's not you. You've not given a spoiler away in any any episode we've watched, and I've given at least five away. I would say, and and, and it's on me. <laughs> it's like I forget we're hey. recording these, and I think I'm just talking to you about Yellowstone. That's what happens. I'm. I'm very sensitive about spoilers. I'm going to make a long story, still kind of long, but shorter than it would be otherwise. The worst spoiler of my entire life. I've been in Grey's Anatomy stand since oh no. the beginning. Um, I was recapping Grey's Anatomy at the time for Entertainment Weekly, and I ended up having to go to some work event because that wasn't my full-time gig at the time. Uh, I was at the work event, and I get a text from my boss uh, telling me don't get online, don't get on social media. And I immediately, because of who I am, think that I've done something wrong. So, and I'm a little tipsy coming from this work event. So I'm like, I'm getting on social media. So then I get on social media and I, it's the episode where Derek Shepard, the main love interest in season one has been killed in a car accident. Spoiler. Ceremoniously in the middle of season nine. So, I start crying in this Uber <laughs> and the Uber driver turns around and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, someone has died. And he was like, who? And I was like, Derek died. And that's all the context. I gave. Oh, so there's no. a poor Eastern man running around somewhere in Washington, DC, presumably who is like, I was there <laughs> for one of the most crucial moments of that man's life. And do you know what? He's not wrong. He, wow. He thinks a real person died <laughs> there. Yeah. That my, uh, my worst spoiler is not nearly as good as that. It's, I don't read the Harry Potter books, but I watched the movies and I wait, I didn't know the story. Like, and a student of mine ruins book, the movie five for me, like just offhand, like just decided like, Oh, you're going to love when this happens. And I couldn't like when, or, or no, my wife read the books and they were like, was your wife mad when such and such died? Like, in, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I, it was everything I had to not scream at this poor child for, for, for spoiling the movie for me. Cause I was waiting on the movie. I wasn't reading the books. I didn't have time is for the that. Spoiler is the spoiler. We're in the movie. The guy goes, my boy. I don't know if that. I think it is. Is that is that what that happened? It's. Gar- no, you're talking about, you can't hear me, but, um, you're talking about 
different movie. He said, she, uh, Aaron said we're talking about different movies. Five oh, is no. Uh, no f- Goblet of Fire. Yeah, four is Goblet of Fire. Five is no. Order, Order of the Phoenix. Order oh, of the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. That's, that's a big spoiler. one. That's a big one. Yeah, seriously. That's a big one. Seriously, it is. I see what you did there. I see what you did. Ah, oh, you sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Before we ruined anything else for you guys, we're getting the heck out of here. But uh, come back next week. We're talking about episode nine and the season finale. So love it. We'll holler at you then. Okay. Bye. So- You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.